Hi there, my name is Josh, and welcome to my podcast. I believe that anything worth doing is worth doing God's way. And at this podcast, we're going to learn how simply and practically we can apply God's ways to our everyday life. Greetings, truth bearers. How have you been? It's been a while. But I believe that you've been keeping safe and keeping well. Um, I've really, really missed doing this. I've really missed talking to you and having these conversations. But we're back with another episode of the Better Way podcast. I thank you for um, staying tuned to or even the, all the previous episodes. I've been seeing your views, seeing your lessons. I'm very, very grateful for your time. And I'm grateful that you are back here with us. So today we're going to kick this season off with discussions to do with uh, weddings and marriage and relationships. Questions that I normally get, none can compare to that one of concerning marriage. Um, for some reason, people found it very, very interesting that I got married when I was relatively young. Still, I am. I'm still young, but people got very fascinated on the hand that I was young. So much so, even from, from my family to my friends, people were generally very, very surprised because... I think in this day and age, it's not very common to see people getting married at a young age. And thankfully, I got into it and it's been a beautiful, beautiful journey. And there are one or two things that I have learned along the way. But today, it's not really about my experience that I really want to share as such. I'd like to share with you some, some of the things that I was taught before I got into this awesome institution that got set up. I truly believe that it is very important that when you haven't you're going into a place that you've never been before. Just like you'd, you'd basically, in, in the natural, like naturally speaking, literally speaking, if you're going to a new place, you'd always ask for some direction. You'd ask for some pointers to know that you're actually in the right steps and in the right direction. And I think that before you take a step into any journey, and this particular journey is so important in our lives, it's, it's a decision that is lifelong. And so you can't be casual about it. You can't be casual in your approach. And the issue, I think, with our generation is the fact that not only have we stopped seeing this thing as a good thing, which God called it to be so, but on top of that, we have taken it casually. We don't see it to the seriousness that it deserves. We approach it casually. We don't invest into it in advance. And as a result, we don't see many of them lasting as long as they should have lasted. And so when my wife and I, my fiancé at first, we were walking this journey and we were dating and the likes, I remember well, well before we started dating, I used to listen to a lot of Dr. Miles Monroe and a lot of other people used to talk about marriage a lot. And Miles Monroe particularly gave one piece of advice that I'll never forget. He said that when you find couples getting divorced, at that point of divorce, if you ask them if they love the other partner, most of them will say that they still love them. And he said that that clearly shows that the problem was not that they didn't love each other. The problem was the wisdom to handle a particular situation that they faced. And of course, this is not a blanket statement. This doesn't go for, of course, every situation. There are exceptions to them. There are different situations for different people. However, it goes without saying that wisdom is the principal thing. That's what the scripture tells us. And so it's important that even in, in this institution, wisdom should be put at the forefront. You need to gain as much wisdom as possible in order to build this tower. Jesus once said that anybody who wants to build a tower needs to sit down first and make a plan. They need to make a plan and see if they have enough money to be able to complete this particular house that they want to build, lest they start building the building and they can't finish it. And people start mocking them for the fact that they were not able to finish what they had started. 
And in the same way, when we are getting into our marriage, whether we are old or young, it's really important for us to sit down and make a plan. It's really important for us to sit down and count the cost and see, am I ready to make this investment? Am I prepared enough? Am I prepared to make this particular investment? And it calls for a lot of wisdom going into it. And so with that advice that I got from uh, Dr. Miles Monroe's teachings, I learned that and I purposed in my heart to ensure that well before I got married, I would get as much knowledge, as much information concerning this institution as possible from different people. It was so important for me to do so because I didn't see that growing up. I didn't see a really good marriage growing up. I didn't see it all around me. However, I did desire one. I did desire to see because aside from the bad ones that I saw here and there, did see a couple of good ones and I desired because the Bible did say and still says that it is a good thing. And so if it's a good thing, even if bad things are happening, it doesn't mean that the institution is bad. It doesn't mean that the, the setup is bad. It means that there's something along the way that became bad. And so this is a particular episode and in the next three episodes, I think I'm going to break it down to about like three episodes. What I'm going to do is I'm going to show you three things that I learned before I got married. Now these three things I didn't learn from a book. I just decided to go a step further and reach out to couples who've been married for a while and ask them deliberate questions and just sit and listen to their wisdom regarding how they managed to keep their home um, up to this point. To be quite honest, I mean, you would know if you have siblings, living with your siblings is a challenge on its own. Living with another human being, it can be quite a challenge. And this is a person who is your blood relation. This is a person that you have grown up with, you've been babies with, and you've gotten up to this point. But you find yourself fighting, you find yourself in, in a lot of conflicts. And so clearly, coming into a relationship with a person that for at least two decades lived without you in their lives, for at least two decades, you didn't live together in the same home, you, didn't, you were not married before, you're not a family before, and you're expected to find a way to cope and to live together, will present its own set of challenges. And it's really important for you to try and foresee these challenges in advance. That way you can know how to handle them. And so today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you the first lesson that I learned when it came to marriage that really helped me, especially in that very first year. But before I do that, let me share with you a story in the scripture. As to, and, and this will paint a picture as to why it's really, really important for you to seek out wisdom beyond your circle, beyond your own perspective, beyond what you know right now. In the scriptures, in the book of 1 Kings chapter 12, we see the story of Rehoboam. Now Rehoboam was King Solomon's son who took, who took over the throne after him. Now King Rehoboam, um, in the beginning of his reign, some elders came, some people came up to him and said, your father was 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 good, but he was kind of harsh to us. He had a heavy burden on us. We worked really, it seemed like they worked really, really hard, basically. They said that the yoke was very heavy on them to do the work. It, it, you could clearly tell that Solomon had high expectations for them. And so he, they said, let's do this. Kindly, could you lighten the yoke on our necks and we'll serve you forever. We will always serve you. We will be at your beck and call, if only you will just lighten the yoke on our heads. And the, it goes on to say that in the book of, um, in verse 5, Rehoboam answered and says, Go away for three days and come back to me. And so the people went away. And verse 6 says, Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had served his father, King Solomon, 
during his lifetime and asked them, how would you advise me to answer these people? He asked. They replied, if today you'll be a servant to these people and serve them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. But Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. He asked them, what is your advice? How should you answer these people who say to me, lighten the yoke your father put on us? The young men who had grown up with him replied, these people have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. Now tell them, my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips, I will scourge you with scorpions. And so it goes without saying that this did not end well. You can go on to read that story. He took the advice of his friends and it didn't go well for him. You see, the thing about it is this. When you go and get important advice from people in your circle, you'll only see it at that particular level. But you see, King Solomon's elders had served with him. And in Solomon's reign, there was a lot of good things that happened. Solomon's time was a prosperous time. Even though it didn't completely end, even though it didn't end very well towards the end, the thing was, it was a prosperous time. And these elders saw the good and the bad. And this young man could have taken the advice of his elders and done better. But instead, he decided, to, he decided and opted to go and take advice from his younger friends. And that advice ended up costing him his position as king. It ended up costing his respect and eventually cost him his life. You see, when we are going to make a critical decision in our life, we, we need to sit on the shoulders of men who've gone ahead of us. You see, when you stand on your own, you stand at your level. But the place that you're going is a place that you've never been before. It's a place that is greater heights. It's, it's a greater height. It's a better place than where you're at right now. And in order for you to see ahead of the, in order for you to see the giants that may be ahead in the land, you need to sit up on the shoulders of men who are taller than you, of men who know better than you, of men who are, are higher than you as far as experience is concerned, as far as wisdom is concerned, even age, even with age comes experience. And that's the thing that we young people don't have at the moment. We don't have the privilege of experience. There's some things you just cannot buy. There's some things that you just cannot fast track as much as we'd like to. We, we just cannot buy experience as much as we'd like to. And so what do we do? What do we do when the situation calls us to know more than we are at that time now? Go ahead and sit with the people who know more than you. You go ahead and sit with the people who've gone farther than you and seek their counsel and seek their wisdom. That allows you to look at situations from different perspectives. And it's important for you to sit down with people that know better than you in order for you to, to foresee those particular challenges. So, without much further ado, let's talk about today's um, discussion. The first one is expectations. So, when I was sitting down with um, this, uh, one of my mentors, I remember, I think we were on a drive one time, and I told him about my intentions to get married, and he congratulated me on the likes. And so, we, we went on a journey with him. I met him as an individual. My wife met his wife uh, individually. And then we met together one time in the home on multiple occasions. And the beautiful thing about that was I was able to, we were able to have real discussions about this institution that we're about to get into, especially in our setup, just being, being able to see the kids. We, we, we had already seen the kids. We'd already seen how they've, they've, they've grown together and how they've lived together. And we really liked what they had. And so he 
told me some an, an advice that I will never forget and it really, really helped me. Something that I had not read in any book, something that nobody had ever told me. But he asked me this question and said, Josh, oh, have you guys discussed your expectations? And I said, um, what do you mean? Like, he said, have you discussed your expectations? I was like, no, no, not, not had one. Not had uh, that kind of discussion. Like, you need to have a discussion. You need to have a discussion concerning the expectations. And I thought about it and I asked him, why, why is that important? He said, you see, when you're coming into a home, you're bringing somebody on board who has lived by themselves, who has lived apart from you for very many years. It's most likely that by the time you're getting married, you have lived longer, you have lived longer than you have known this person. So you've lived 20 something years and you've only known this person for four or five years. And so clearly you need to catch up on about 25 years of knowledge, 25 years of how they have grown up. And so when you come with your thing and they come with their thing, their experiences, their way of doing things, and you come together, there will most likely be conflict because you didn't grow up the same way. Even siblings don't grow up the same way. Siblings have their own. They may have have the same structure, the same environment, the same kind of parenting. However, how they receive it is different. This person has their own personality. This person has their own experiences. And if you don't sit down and discuss your expectations going into your home, there will be conflicts, some conflicts that could possibly break the marriage. And so I I dug a little bit into it and, and, and he mentioned different things. And one of the important things, the important expectations that you should discuss is one, financial expectations who pays what who does what have you had that kind of a discussion because you think that i mean your dad paid it for everything my dad paid my fees my dad paid the rent my dad brought the food my mom cooked it and did all those things so you think when you get to the house the husband will do everything but the husband grew up with a single mom the husband grew up seeing the mother work and expects you to do the same thing expects you to work maybe expects you to split the bills right in the middle and you get into the home you've never had that discussion you're waiting for the rent to be paid and well, what happens who pays what it's like uja buy tokens uja buy small small things that end up being big things because you never had that kind of a discussion there's also discussions about parenting okay do you would you like to have kids do you how many kids would you like to have in your mind maybe you didn't want to have any kids at all and you're okay you grew up in a house where maybe you were like 10 kids and you hated it. You had many siblings and you just hated it. And you decided, I do not want to have kids. Because maybe you ended up raising your own, so your smaller siblings said, I've, I've raised enough kids already. I don't want any more kids. It's expensive. I just want to enjoy my wife. I want to enjoy my husband. Just us, the two of us. But your partner says, Apana, I, me, I've never, me, I grew up by myself. I only had, I had no siblings at all and it was boring. I desired to have many kids. I desired to have many siblings. And so my plan was to have like five. I said, five kids, are you serious? You want to have five kids? Are you serious? And so imagine having that discussion when you're at home. Imagine having that discussion when you're ready inside the home. That can present a big, big problem. You see, the good thing about discussing expectations before, it allows your partner the opportunity to say no. It allows the, your partner to say, I wouldn't be able to handle this. If you can't find a, a ground, then let's, let's stop this. Let's not go further than this. And you see, at that point, it's allowed. But when you get into a marriage setup, as far as the scriptures are concerned, you can't now say, okay, I want to divorce this person simply because he doesn't have kids. 
no. Those are things that should have been discussed before you got into that institution. And those are things that you can have a good, healthy conversation. And the beautiful thing about discussing, about having such conversations is that it gives you one, a common ground. It allows you to find a common ground. It allows you to work things out and see, can you find a common ground? Okay, I don't want to, okay, fine, not five kids. Let's have two kids. Is that okay? I'm like, fine, two kids, I'll manage that. That's okay. It allows you to find those common grounds. Another th- another aspect of expectations that maybe aside from the financial, the parental, are the trivial things. The things that to me that are just your quirks. You understand? Maybe you're a neat freak. You like to everything to be orderly. Very, very orderly. You you like your toothpaste in a certain way. You like your you 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 like your your your, your chapos to be perfectly round. You like your things to be perfectly aligned. You like your shoes to be constantly cleaned. And this person comes into your space and they're messy. And so what happens when they're not like that? How do you find that common ground? It's important for you to discuss your quirks. I remember a very practical experience that I had with, with my wife. Getting into getting into um, into our home, there's a time now. Okay, being single, you buy portions of food that will that taksot to away. When you taksot to away, so no, it would be necessarily large, large portions. But when you got now married, my wife now ended up used to buy things, started buying things in bulk. The first time that she did it, she bought so she was buying chicken and she buy chicken, whole chickens, sit at home. So meanwhile, so as she's waiting, it's like, I su takate kuka like katakuku. It's like sin don't fuck funny verse. Like a pan, I you're the man. You're the one who does it. Like, I'm the man. I didn't know this was a man's role to <laughs> this thing. So we over there sitting, like, who's gonna cut up the chicken? I have no idea how to do this thing. Let me tell you. I grew up in a home where my my dad would bring home the food. My mom would do everything cut it up the chicken was alive she'd slaughter the chicken she'd do everything prepare it debone everything that needed to be done with the chicken my mom sorted I never once saw my dad touching a chicken I never saw him slaughtering it I never saw him preparing it I never saw him even cook it so I had no idea where to start my wife on the other hand growing up her mother and her, she, they never did that. The brother used to do that. The brother is one when the chicken would come, he would cut it up and prepare it. So coming into the house, they have no idea what to do about it. Thankfully, we found some common ground. But you see, those are the trivial things. And thankfully, it was not a major issue. It may seem trivial at first, but you see, the more of them that you come into conflict, into contact with, you realize, Kwani, I didn't know this person at all. It's like I didn't know this person at all. And again, that can present some conflict. Of course, given you may not be able to know every single thing by the time you get into by the time you get into your home, but it is really, really important for you to discuss as much as you can before you get into that. And that's why dating is important. That's why going out to get to know each other is better. Also, not to have sex are easy. Just go, sit down, get to know this person better. You have all the sex you wanted when you get married. But before then, get to know this person. Get to know their quirks. Get to know their personality. Get to understand yourself in their eyes as well. It's really, 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 really important. Because the greatest benefit about discussing expectations is this. It's one, you find common ground. Two, you figure out a way to satisfy your partner. And also, your partner figures out a way to best satisfy you. And three, you'll be able to understand your role in the relationship. That way, you can play your role well. So if you're in your home, you're the one who pays the bills, or you're the one who pays this certain bill, you've discussed it in advance, and so you're prepared. It doesn't catch you by surprise when you get into your home. If you say, I'd like you to be paying the rent now, 
but your finances don't allow you to be able to accommodate paying the entire rent and decide okay let's split it so you can play your role really really well and you find a working system so please before we get into it before you go too far discuss your expectations it will give you a lot a lot of benefits it will allow you to fight those battles in advance it will allow you to see those giants in advance and at the end of the day allow you to find a good common ground i hope this helps you in your relationships next week and the next two episodes we'll discuss two other things that i learned from two other couples that this will help you win at your relationships i'm very grateful for your time thank you for staying all the way till the end up to this point and i hope that you've enjoyed this and be blessed by it if so don't forget to share it with a friend don't forget to share it with those couples that maybe are going into it uh, i believe that this will help a lot of people as much as it has helped us so god bless you and see you next week bye-bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode all the way to the very end. I'm very grateful for your time. If this touched you in any way, please feel free to share it with a friend. And if you'd like to take it a step further and contribute to this channel, you can look at the description that is in the bio to see different ways on how you can do so. See you next week. God bless.